Thank you for joining Holy Spirit Living, the podcast that encourages and equips believers to live each moment intentionally to bring glory to God and build His kingdom. We're back with relationships, and today we're going to be talking about marriage and conflict resolution. So we have guests on with us today. Yeah, our first time guest. Josh and Kendra Wise, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Josh Wise, and I am a father of two, a third coming, and my beautiful wife, Kendra, here. Yeah, I'm Kendra, and definitely a mother of three. We've been together for, we've been married for going on seven years. Been together a lot longer than that, though. I, I told someone earlier the wrong number then. <laughs> I said <laughs> <Go> six. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been together for six, for sure. Yeah, going on seven. Yeah, so Josh and Kendra are family pastors at our church. They do a lot of premarital counseling to engaged couples. Yes. And just, we have a conference coming up, which is a parenting workshop. They're going to be talking about parenting, just a plethora of knowledge, and just on conflict resolution. The two of them are absolutely a model married couple at the church so a lot of people look to them for advice even through their lifestyle of of marriage on how to work through problems and we all have our ups and downs but it's good to get encouragement and advice along the way so that's why we're here today is to talk about how we can work through conflict and i think we're going to start in the area of finances because it seems like that's probably the number one area where most couples have their fights and disagreements. 100%. I, I definitely agree on that. It's one of the most causes of divorces in uh, not just Christian households, but um, in households in general it is uh, finances and not having your finances in order relieves a lot of stress. You definitely hear more often that people... Uh, have less, I would say, uh, problems when they first start out because they have less money. Then obviously they, you know, start building a family, you get farther along in your career. And then a lot of people go after, uh, you know, the material things and they tax themselves too much as a family on how many uh, uh, bills or things like that. And that leads a lot to divorces nowadays. Yeah, and you got a good point that, like, when you get those raises and stuff, it's like, it's exciting because it's like, hey, we're making more money. We can afford the things that we've been wanting. But sometimes we get an idea in our head about where we can go with that, like what level we can spend. But really, we need to use a little caution, sit down, mm-hmm. maybe have a money date night, think about how much is going out, how much is this increase, and what can we take on. Or, Possibly, what can we start to pay off now and get ourselves in a better situation? Yeah, for sure. Um, One of our biggest things when we were first starting out was having like a spending limit where we never purchased anything over like $50 without talking to the other first. Or we wouldn't like take out a credit card or a loan, you know, a loan or anything like that without talking to the other first. And I think we've got a little more lenient on that, but... It's kind of still there. It depends on what the purchase is, of course, too. But mm. if it was like a personal purchase or just a, f- a for fun purchase, it was definitely something we wanted to discuss before we just went out and did it. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. Yeah, because I think that a lot of people, that's one of the biggest issues of arguments is because 
somebody went and spent money that the other didn't know about, mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. spent too much, or that maybe they had agreed on what they were going to buy with it ahead of time. And yeah, uh, I, th- yeah. I think a good scripture to intertwine with this is Genesis two eighteen. The Lord God said, "It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him." And I believe that everything has to fit together, right? And when God brings the right person into the relationship and you are financially in the same mindset, it will help you leave an inheritance for your children's children, right? Yep. 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 Absolutely. That's another thing that we've talked about here recently is God doesn't command the church to be poor. We're allowed to prosper and, you know, and therefore be generous with it and whatnot. So... That's something that I've always struggled with. You know, I looked at the church, I'll be honest, as poor, you know, like you you go to a big church if you're rich, go to a small church if you're poor, that kind of thing. But we're not commanded to be poor or live that way. Um, It's definitely a a stigma on, I would say, uh, on Christians about money's bad. Prosperity gospel. Yeah, 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 the prosperity gospel. But uh, God gave you the skills to be able to be prosperous. And I do think that more Christians should be entrepreneurs to be able to be generous in that aspect. I just had a conversation yesterday morning. I've honestly seen a lot of uh, Christians, but a lot. And it's definitely inspiring. Doing all that stuff, you're blessed abundantly in the financial aspects of things and it just really shows that you're not out there chasing money but if you're out there being be able to perform services god will bless you in the financial aspects of things and a lot of people in the church i feel like they have a woe is me mentality instead of a i would say as a prosperous mentality and and also going back to what uh kendra said about having a a bad look upon money and you know you can go back to i would imagine that might be the scripture that you have have so go ahead Um, (laughs) deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says but remember that the lord your god gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant he swore to your fathers as it is today so god like i said obviously gives us the power to gain the wealth it's just a matter of how we steward it after we, we get it there right yeah that's so true prosperity Like what you were talking about with the prosperity gospel, it doesn't just mean that God's a genie. It, you know, what it means is that He's given us, you know, the opportunities and He gives us provision to be able to steward that well. And Mm -hmm. with us partnering with Him, we can prosper then. Joe was preaching a few weeks ago and was bringing up the fact that we talked about being under the blessings. And like if we position ourselves in the right Right, place, We're open to more blessings, and that's what you were talking about, in a position to be blessed more. Absolutely. God is, is definitely has the gift, the blessing to give, and also he's given you also the, the skills to be able to obtain that right. that blessing and that gift. And, and positioning yourself correctly is, and aligning yourself with God, and then thus, you know, blessings will right. come. That lines up with the mindset, too, because we tend to have, like, people have either a poverty mindset, mm-hmm. in other words, or they have a kingdom mindset or um, a prince mindset, you know, mm-hmm. walking as as sons of God, sons and daughters of God. When you walk in the things of God, if your mindset is in the right place, you will have a prosperity mindset. Mm-hmm. You're stewarding things well if you're in that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously everything's going to line up for that for you. 
Right. And I think if, if both of you are on the same page, Proverbs 22, 7, the rich, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is a slave of the lender. I really believe in that scripture a lot. I, I believe yeah. that if you're both on the same page and she's not out getting the credit cards or I'm not out getting the credit cards mm-hmm. and becoming a slave to the lender, it really damages the marriage. Obviously, you got to be equally yoked and, and looking in the same direction and, and understand the finances in that direction, right? Set a date night and just have a, a dream what would you want to be in five years as a couple? What do you want to be in 10 years as a couple? And just literally dream, go crazy. Oh, I want this. I want that. And that's everything like that. But I'm not saying like, and the bad expectations, but then your finances have to align to be able to achieve those goals. And obviously having it in a godly mindset of what would you want to do? And like one of, one of my biggest goals is being able to, and, and in country knows this is being able to uh, not just be, Someone that hands out um, being able to pay for someone's meal. Um, yes, that's wonderful and great, but I want to be able to pay for someone's not just the, the car payment, but literally to write a check to pay off the car for someone. Amen. That's like a goal to be able to hand out and, and be able to be secure enough in your finances to be able to do that. That's uh, aligning you as a, as a couple because that's a that would be a, a big ability to be able to do. And you have to be aligned with your wife to be able to uh, do something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. being a blessing. Yeah. Be, being blessed and being a blessing with that. Right. Yeah. That's it's, good. It's been a big driving force with our starting of the business. Yeah. As you guys know, we started woodworking, remodeling business. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh is definitely the lead on that. But <laughs> um, it, I would say our goals are definitely the same and aligned. With that, yeah. So. And, you know, that's another good thing, too, is even with finances, you know, you, you have to talk to each other about career choices and mm-hmm. doing those things. I mean, you guys are starting a business now mm-hmm. and being able to sit down and come into an agreement with that. Mm-hmm. It helps, like Joe said, when you're equally yoked, because when Holy Spirit gives you the go ahead to do it, yeah. you both feel that peace about it. You know, it's good to go. Yep. You're going to step out and take that risk. So that's a good uh, point to bring up as well. And I think it's exciting what you guys are doing, and I just know that the Lord's going to prosper everything you put your hands to. Absolutely. Um, I, I 100% agree on that. Yeah, it's definitely a um, blessing to be able to have a, a wife that supports you in that aspect. And uh, the old saying behind every uh, g- uh, good man is even a uh, greater wife, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your financial, your your date night, is that a financial date night? Yeah, one hundred percent financial date night. You get a babysitter. It's you and your wife, no kids, uh, and and go out somewhere nice as long as you can afford it, and be able to do that and set your your uh, make a budget. That's the word I'm trying. Yeah, your budget to be able to have the budget to be able to afford the things that you know your goals that you're setting on. There, if you want a house that you know four bedroom five bedroom whatever however big a house you you wouldn't possibly need and be able to have your budget in line with god you have your finances in line with god to be able to obtain that whatever you know if you need the house that big be able to use that in a, in a godly manner 100 percent financial date night is what it would be and and i couldn't stress enough on setting a budget and it, it sounds cliche or anything like that but setting a budget, and we're big on Dave Ramsey and how paying off your your debt, not having a de- any debt, is is definitely a blessing in itself. You know, you just brought it up just earlier. You know, 
don't be a slave. And if you are racking up debt like crazy and not communicating with your significant other about on purchases and you're just buying and buying and buying and you're living paycheck to paycheck. But as soon as you set a, a budget and you'll see where your stuff goes, you'll see like you have 50,000 subscriptions and you don't even use any of them, you know, right. or you're eating out every day, you know, for almost every meal. Maybe instead of doing that, pick up groceries, groceries might go up a little bit, but your food going out to eat significantly decreases because you're not going out for every lunch or, you know, every time you go to the gas station, maybe don't go inside because you're going to pick something up and, and simple things like that will, will help you on your budget and being able to achieve your, your financial goals. I think it's good to, like you said, kind of have the sky's the limit when you sit down and think about where you want to be. Because a lot of times we come to the table probably more reserved, but this is just a time to come up with where you want to be. Like if money were no object, if this or that wasn't an object, where would you want to be in five or 10 years? Let your mind go wild with it. Write it all down. Then later you can say, okay, realistically, where can we be in, right, exactly. in five years? And, <laughs> and what out of this can we uh, work toward? And what's it going to take to get there where yeah. we want to be? That's really good advice. Another thing, too, is if you have a spouse that spends haphazardly, they're refusing to have those date nights. You guys mentioned Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I think... When people's eyes are opened up to it, the truth sets us free. And that happens in small ways and in big ways, like the the gospel message itself, but also the truth in the gospel Mm -hmm. in little bites. So when people hear the truth and they hear about it from somebody that is educated in the area of finances that can talk to somebody and make some recommendations Mm -hmm. and tell you why they're making that You can't help but listen. And so many people have went through Dave Ramsey's financial piece. And I actually knew a gentleman that said, literally, my marriage was saved by Dave Ramsey. It was saved by Dave Ramsey. He said, there was no hope for us. Mm -hmm. And it was all based on finances. And so rather than go to a marriage counselor, we we needed somebody that could guide us financially because that was the core of our problems. Right. Another good financial is Jim Baker. Yeah, he does Kingdom Wealth also, and that's a really good one. So either of those. But I know Financial Peace University, man, <laughs> we've taken that, and it's it's just amazing. So Yeah, absolutely. You guys got any recommendations besides that? I... I've definitely learned a lot of what I want to raise my kids on. Being able to align yourself with God and with how he talks about finances. You can look at all the Dave Ramsey or or what you guys just uh, mentioned on uh, resources. But if you don't even want to care about those, but if you, you just open up the Bible. Money's talked about all the time. And there's so many people in the Bible that they don't realize that how in the Old Testament of who was actually financially wealthy and how did they align? They aligned with God. Okay. They aligned their finances with God. But having a, a spouse that doesn't want to follow that path and wants to just keep doing what they're wanting to do and they're on a path of destruction. 
I would recommend possibly like uh, finding other people that can go talk to him or her uh, because a lot of times the spouse the shuts the other spouse out yeah, and won't hear anything. You're wrong. I'm right. This is how I want to live my life. But go talk to either other people in your congregation like, hey, can you go talk to them? Because they're not going to hear it from you as right. the one trying to align with God and whatnot, but maybe from an outside voice, maybe something will click. Maybe something they'll realize. And being able to to be able to take the help that, that marriage out, we should be trying as a congregation to help out ma- other marriages. If you see the marriage struggling and then you're approached by that other person that's trying to align with God to help that marriage, you know, if it is finances or if it is, is you know, other things that could possibly happen in a marriage. So I would, you know, recommend those resources, obviously, and opening the Bible, following on what the Bible says about finances and also your congregation and yeah. being able to reach out to them to be able to to help your marriage because like i said is the significant other normally shuts the other one down in situations like that yeah Yeah. you're so right god god has a lot to say about money Um, i I believe 2350 scriptures talk about money yeah (laughs) there's a lot it's probably the second most talked about topic besides jesus that's in the bible and and probably because it's such a competitor a lot of people they're not willing to be a good steward of their finances. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, I think, lays that out a lot. And I think God lays it out a lot. And I think that, once again, we're supposed to make disciples of all nations, right? And making disciples is trying to draw them into a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. If I walked into a church and I seen everybody is broke and poor, and all Christians that I know have no money, yeah. then why would I want to be a disciple of, of that? And, and that's not how Jesus wanted us to be. Absolutely, I agree on that. Yeah, and I think it's good to point out, too, that the Bible really speaks strongly about how it's the love of money Mm -hmm. that's the root of all evil. So he gives us money as a tool, and it's really to provide for our needs, but it's coming from him. He's the one providing, not the money. But we tend to look at that as the provider instead of him. And then secondly, it's to build up his kingdom. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's to be able to sow and bless people, like you said. Right. If we're living, being led by the Holy Spirit, obviously we're going to want to do the things that align scripturally. But we may have that spouse out there that's still not uh, in Christ. And yeah. these are all good examples because a lot of times if you're already in a conflict to where you've been fighting over finances, you aren't going to hear. So I agree yeah. with you on that. It might take somebody else coming, and there's even scripture about that. Like, if they won't listen, you go and you take somebody else with you. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to do that. Go to somebody in your church that you know that you feel like you could trust with that and that would be able to speak uh, life into your marriage in that area and have them just drop the Dave Ramsey bomb. You know, like, try this, or (laughs) maybe try Jim Baker, or whatever it is, whatever they recommend. So when you guys are counseling couples, do you talk about finances? You get pretty deep into that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, finances is one of our very first topics, actually, that we discuss. Yeah, it's one of the number one things of divorce besides, you know, 
infidelity. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I was, you know, yeah. Sexual yeah, morality. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I didn't know how far. Yeah, but yeah. Then, you know, finances and then obviously um, sex is the two biggest ones, but finances is, is a national average of, uh, of uh, divorces. It's significantly higher than most, so. It seems um, to me that finances also probably are a high cause of suicidal. Yep. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, so. it is. The enemy wants to use things that God has blessed us with, and he will twist and distort it as much as he can. So there's such a stigma of how money's bad, where actually it's not what the Bible talks about. It's the love of money. Just like a man just said. That's why I think the enemy uses it so much, because it's a tool that we're supposed to use to build the kingdom. The enemy doesn't want you to build the kingdom, so he's going to twist and distort and, and try to make you think that money is bad instead of good. If you want to build a kingdom, you need resources to be able to build the kingdom. You need to find and ask God, how do you want me to use the tools that you've blessed me with? And your relationship will be better. If you go to work and you have a a bad mentality, I don't like this place, I don't want to be here, and you go home and now you're going to you're going to be impulse buying. You're, you're, going, you're going to probably go to the bar afterwards because you don't like your job. And then you're going to go home and then you're going to argue with your, with your wife about your work. And you, that doesn't need to be in there. And a lot of people, how they comfort is they, a lot of them will either comfort food. So you're buying things you don't need to be buying it or, or you're impulse buying on, on Amazon. And, and quite honestly, if you have an issue with stuff like that, especially with the finances, you need to probably delete that off your phone. Yeah. You know, apps that you're able to buy things easily, you probably need to delete those off your phone in the beginning. You'll eventually come to, you know, be able to re-download it and have a healthy relationship. You know, you don't need to do that kind of stuff anymore. But take drastic measures. If you have drastic situations, you need to take drastic measures. Yeah, you right. Know? You're supposed to make your money work for you and yeah. that you yeah. work for your money. Correct. Right? Absolutely. That's exactly what you was just saying. That's, yeah. Eventually you'll you'll make your money a slave to you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, yeah. When, and you can establish those apps or whatever. Yeah. I didn't even know those apps exist. I don't mess oh, around. Oh with yeah, those. Amazon has Amazon. one click one click purchasing. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust and, me. And that, no, I just that. ordered something. <laughs> <laughs> and that one yeah, day shipping for easy. an extra even more money is like uh, are we that impatient as a society that we right. can't wait uh five to six business days to get our right. product? We have to spend even more money just to be ahead of everybody else. Right. You know, and you got a good point too because you talked about like if you have a problem with spending, spending can be an addiction. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just like drugs can be or pornography or any of the other mm-hmm. things God gives. He blesses us with different things, and then the enemy wants to distort those things and try to give us a sick relationship yeah. with it, in other words. I know the enemy comes after to divide, and he uses offense as a big one. Yep. But he also uses money. And marriage, <laughs> like you guys said, that's that's where it comes in. And if he can tempt us, especially like like you said, turning to food or turning to different things, I know a lot of people that when they want to just blow off stress, they go spending. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, they go on the shopping yeah. spree, and that is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Especially because think about how long it took you to earn what you're blowing out there. <laughs> you're spending like 
40 hours of your life in five minutes and it's like i don't know if that's a good equivalent of what you're doing right right there (laughs) you need to think about it you need to pray about it you need to talk to your significant other about it you know oh one simple thing is it's like when we go to the grocery store, I could be horrible at <laughs> impulse buying. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> so and guess what? They made this wonderful thing that you can click and you only buy what you need. And thus you take the temptation out of your life. And, and you know, our grocery bill, like especially groceries now, oh my goodness, you know, you can have a, a normal $150, $200 grocery strip, you know, feed the family of four. Now, you know, 400 bucks because you impulse buy it. He's like, why did you need this? Why did you need that? You're buying things you're throwing away and you don't even need, yes. you know? So, so online grocery shopping, is that what yeah, you're saying? That, it's helped yeah. us that we have found it out. Too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not walking by the, the Oreos. And, yeah. Plus, and it's kids. convenient to just <laughs> kids. go pick them up and have them right. put them in your backseat and just right. go home. Right. And then yeah. guess what? You can continue on with your day and spend more time with the family. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> otherwise, I spend two hours in the grocery right. store. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know we actually did it because we got an offer, like where you got so much off your grocery, if you would try the online shopping, I'm like, hey, why not? (laughs) You know, it's free money. (laughs) So I went online. It was the first time I had ever done it. I went through Walmart, put everything in my cart and did the pickup option. I was like, I'll pick it up. I'm not going to pay for delivery. (laughs) And I was like, man, our bill was so low. And look at all these groceries we got. I was shocked. (laughs) And then I started, I was like, I loved it so much. They had me hooked. After that, I was like, I'm just going to order everything, pull up. It's there. I bring it home, unload it. And I said, have you noticed that we're not getting the Oreos? We're not getting the things, the candy bars at the checkout. You're so right. And another big component of the spending on food when we don't need to was Jean-Claude. He would always tell us <laughs> people will eat their inheritance away. Yes, like they, they will, will spend their retirement on eating out and just, you don't realize how much you spend on fast food and those Starbucks and yeah. all of that adds up. So it truly yeah. does. Yeah. And, and I'm not, we're not saying um, don't go on eating out or anything like that. We're just saying maybe, Spend a little bit more time on preparing your food. Kendra's big on on meal prepping. That helps out a lot. You know, you're not buying your lunches out all the time or dinners, especially with the fast paced uh, society. You know, better quality of food and saving money. We can bring our children in to help us in the kitchen and mm-hmm. cooking and getting healthier, but mm-hmm. also having quality family time because. Yep. Yeah, we could hit a drive-thru, especially like with me, when my kids were little, it was like I was going from soccer practices to cheerleading practices and all of that, and I felt like we were just running all the time, and Mm -hmm. you just want to eat in your car on those nights, so it happens, but if you can meal prep and take those on the go, you're going to eat healthier. And you can put the family to work too, yeah. save some money. Like, <laughs> hey, come in here, we're going to meal prep together. Yeah. So, we hope that you've been encouraged, and we hope you've been equipped. Yes, we love you. God loves you, and there's nothing you could do about it. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and like us on all of our social media pages at Holy Spirit Living. We encourage you to look for the gold in others today. Be blessed, but better yet, be a blessing.